0: Okay, welcome to another episode of...
1: She's a little cunty.
0: Featuring me, J-Waves, and my dear, dear, dear co-host, Mandy Says. How you doing, Mandy?
1: I'm doing fantastic.
0: So we tried to do a viewing party on Hulu, but it didn't didn't work very well.
1: No, those things never work. Have you done
0: that? Have you done that before?
1: I tried doing the Netflix watch party, my... Uh, bougie apartment building did it at the beginning of the pandemic and it just it couldn't it didn't work I don't know why I don't know it just didn't work all
0: right well um, it was worth a shot so we are doing uh, this one remotely but this is our bachelor season 25 week 3 recap featuring Matt James and a bunch of hosts so bit of a cliffhanger uh, last episode, would you say?
1: Totally, yeah. We had we didn't even do the rose ceremony last episode. I was so upset.
0: Well, we didn't finish the rose ceremony. We got well, we yeah. got cracking. We did we did get some names. Right. We did get some right. names, but then uh, Sarah started to feel started to feel lightheaded. She fainted. So where we pick up in tonight's episode, we're c- catching the tail end of that. Sarah has been uh, resuscitated back to life and is returned to the dais where we continue with the rose ceremony so here are all the names in order of rose because you you seem to think it's it's the order is very important
1: i definitely think the order is important yeah
0: and why do you think that
1: i think it's they usually start it by the ones where he has the i guess most obvious connection And then towards the end, it's the ones that you can tell that he's not quite sure about.
0: So we start with Piper, followed by Kit, Maggie, Rachel, Abigail, Chelsea, Jesenia, Katie, Serena C. And that's as far as we got uh, last week. But then when we pick back up, we've got Kayla, Mari, MJ, Anna, Kylie, and...
1: She's a little cunty.
0: Victoria. And Marilyn, Victoria's arch nemesis, is sent home.
1: Mm-hmm. She couldn't hang. She was too weak. I was worried about Sarah for a
0: second. She was exhausted, mentally and emotionally, physically drained after a night like this, but I feel better. I'm just glad I was able to steal a few moments away with her. I think that that made her feel better. Knowing that she's healthy is, is what's most important. Uh, Matt was looking uh, cute in his jacket. I wrote down, Uh, so I guess he was looking cute in his jacket. I must have liked his jacket. It's the first, the two, the first things I wrote are Sarah fainted and cute in his jacket. Oh, you know what it was? (laughs) Know what it was? Sarah. He put his jacket on Sarah. I think I thought it was cute that uh, she was wearing his jacket because Matt is such a comforter, you know. So he draped her uh, in his giant uh, blazer. Yeah,
1: he's old school like that. He likes
0: to do those little old school moves Do you think he would lay his jacket down on a puddle? Remember that that thing? That old school chivalry chivalry move?
1: No one ever did that. I think that's just a But like you a, you know
0: that, right? Like why the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. that in the in the lexicon?
1: Yeah. I think it's more of just a figure of speech at this point. I mean,
0: Hello Cool J says uh that he would do that in I need love.
1: Really? I'll lay down my jacket so you can walk over a puddle. Well, I mean, the jacket's just going to get wet. It's not like the jacket, unless you got a a waterproof jacket on, it's not going to do very much.
0: Well, think about if it there was like a super like muddy, muddy puddle. Like what if we were walking on like a gravel trail and there was woods on either side of us and I had some fresh jays on and there was just like a muddy, just a muddy little gully in front of us. And you took off your poofy Patagonia coat and you laid it down in the mud so that my J's didn't get dirty. Like, that would be, that would be beautiful.
1: In your dreams.
0: Well, I mean, clearly you have no concept of chivalry.
1: I would keep my jacket on and then point and laugh at you for wearing Jordan's. Well, on a hike yeah i never
0: would have <laughs> that's that was the biggest flaw with the stories that i never would have i never would have worn those on the hike what if i rode on you piggyback would you would you carry me over the mud and get, I your, would carry get you. your boots yeah, muddy i would do that yeah you would do that and then you yeah. would you would judo slam me into the mud because you're a <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would flip you <laughs>
0: like i'm kind of like riding on your back twilight style and then you uh just kind of yeah like just hip toss me right into the right into the mud
1: give you that uchigama
0: yeah yeah
1: she's a little cunty.
0: that's because I don't have a pad that says uchigama so I had to, <laughs> that's the only pad I got that and our uh our um our loin loin awards at the end um Kylie who who is Kylie with her tiny little face and her wrinkled forehead do you do you remember Kylie because I don't remember no.
1: Kylie's not even I don't even think I ever wrote her down from like day one.
0: Yeah, I don't know who I don't know who Kylie is, but um she has she gets to talk some shit uh in tonight's tonight's episode. I also like how of course they put Victoria and Marilyn next to each other. I mean, like it's just mm-hmm. they're 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 not even like trying to hide the heavy-handedness of that. Like they love just putting the the two enemies like right in the middle and like right next to each other.
1: Yeah, they they definitely planned for that for sure
0: victoria her eyes are we looking hella crazy in this uh in this rose ceremony she really looked oh like my uh, God. she was out for blood her hatred of sarah was was forming because of course everyone thinks it's uh it's an attention grab what was your take on that? Did you think she was bullshit? I mean, she did seem overwhelmed for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of, yeah, she's definitely overwhelmed, but I think she's also using it to her advantage to get more time with him. You know, he's kind of like, he's he likes to be the knight in shining armor, and I think she knows that. So I think if she shows him that she's a little vulnerable, she feels like he'll kind of come to her... Her rescue.
0: Yeah, that's a great analogy because she's definitely bringing the damsel in distress vibes.
1: Oh, yeah. but And he's 100% playing the knight in shining armor. So, you know, they're kind of perfect for each other in that way. But, you know, I definitely can tell she is 100%. I mean, she said it herself. She's got insecurities and you know, she's also got her, her dad.
0: After the rose ceremony we have the date card. Um, I was expecting a one-on-one, but it is a group date. I started writing down the names, but there was too many, so I uh, I couldn't keep up with that. It's a large group, and they all head to sort of like a dimly lit theater where they hear a woman reading some erotica. And it turns out it's Ashley I. turns out that the erotica that Ashley I is reading is from Chris Harrison's book. And for those of you that don't know, Chris Harrison has written a romance novel that they... um. Advertised heavily during the airing of uh, Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever or Greatest Season Ever or whatever the fuck it was called um, because he had his little office spread where he had his book Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So the women then find out that they are going to be writing their own erotic prose and reading it for Matt and for uh, a studio audience, they say. So the ladies go their separate ways. They work on their pieces. Ashley I. floats around the room and checks in with everybody. And we find out that some people are going to maybe be more dirty than others. Matt gets up. He reads a little piece that um, he supposedly wrote. And then it turns out that the studio audience is just the other contestants. So they're going to have to read their uh, erotic fiction that they're already embarrassed about. They're going to have to read it in front of uh, all the other contestants. And then the ladies get up and read their erotic stories.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's steamy, but it's also pretty funny. I mean, I have to hand it to you. I really liked Anna's Anna is the, the cute little blondie.
0: Yeah. She's the one who went first and uh, she did do a good job.
1: Yeah. She was really funny about it, but it definitely got pretty, uh, pretty raunchy. Um, Well, by the the time
0: they got to the end and Victoria was going, I mean, the you know, there was more stuff beeped out than wasn't beeped out.
1: Yeah. 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 I kind of wish they hadn't beeped out so much. I feel like they were beeping out because, you know, it's ABC, so it's Disney. So they have to beep out a lot of stuff. And I'm sure they're beeping out things that aren't even real curse words. But I guess because of the context they're used in, they can't like say it.
0: Yeah, I felt like for some of it I was like, oh yeah, I, I know what they're saying, like I can tell. But then uh some of it were when, when the beeps started just kind of <laughs> kind of running together, that's when um that's when I got lost.
1: <laughs> I think Matt's going to love it. The king and queen were celebrating their <laughs> royal engagement. Oh, he kissed her neck and then smacked her ass
2: hard. <laughs> and pulling her hair while she moaned with pleasure. Uh, her legs quivered
1: as she and he knew her orgasm was real, because she was never fake like the girls from his past. <laughs> <laughs> she pushed
2: him onto his back, so she could his <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, it gets better. Uh, it's not over? <laughs> with a
0: <laughs> um, Matt is definitely coming through looking fresh His jeans are basically painted on He has a nice soft uh, looking blue jacket In keeping with his uh, his soft jacket collection And just a massive, massive turtleneck
1: Just a real neck highlighting turtleneck
0: <laughs> You know, do you ever see people who have no necks wearing turtlenecks? I mean, I guess that seems like it would be a bad idea It just would get kind of, kind of all bunched up
1: I'm sure I have.
0: Seems like a bad idea, though, right? I feel like Matt's, Matt's turtlenecks are designed for a long-necked person.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, I mean, yeah, turtlenecks can really only be pulled off by people with long necks, I would say. Medium- Medium to long necks. A short neck, yeah, you got no business wearing a turtleneck.
0: Uh, Ashley Eye's given me serious uh, Sandra Bullock vibes. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's, like, embracing them to the point. I mean, I've, she always has talked like that, but I feel, I feel like... I, I can't really do a Sandra Bullock impression, but <laughs> I feel like she's, like, kind of doing the Sandra Bullock, like, the way she, uh, she talks. Because she definitely looks like her. I'm sure people have told her uh, that you look like her, you know? And I wonder if she has, like... Sandra Bullock herself more uh, after hearing that.
1: She's also pretty natural up there too. I don't know if you notice this, like other other Bachelor Nation people that they bring on the show, for example, um, God, what's her name? Josie? No, with a J. Jojo. Jojo. So like Jojo is always brought back on the show, but I don't think she's got very much charisma or she's very interesting, but actually I... That's someone I can get behind. She's got tons of charisma and she's she's kind of a natural. Can we talk about Bree's awesome T-shirt that I almost bought because I love it so much? Oh, that
0: white T-shirt,
1: a white T-shirt with shoulder pads. It was like a white muscle tee with shoulder pads in it. And it's my favorite thing ever. You know, I love Bree. She was giving me some Alicia Keys vibes today. It's probably the white tee, huh? Yeah, the white tee. She had a hair in a high pony. She had her little hoops in.
0: She didn't have a fedora on, though.
1: Alicia Keys is not always... She's worn a fedora like twice.
0: I feel like somehow when I imagine Alicia Keys, she has a hat on. Calm your tits. Am I wrong? You're wrong. I bet <laughs> she, she would wear a fedora, though. She wears a fedora.
1: She would. She might have once or twice.
0: I'm going to do a Google image search for Alicia Keys right now. And if she's wearing a hat in one of the first five pictures um you gotta give me a bj okay alicia keys okay don't type alicia keys hat no i just typed alicia keys and now i'm hitting images and one two three four five <sighs> okay for the record she's not wearing a hat in any of these yes what oh, do i, do I ha- get out of this well you should have uh made your terms before before we saw this through so yeah que mierda. sucks for you
2: Like, it was just, it was a little too good. That girl must read erotica. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my God, yes.
0: So we get to the nighttime portion of the date. The big controversy in this scene is that Sarah does come and crash the group date, particularly when uh, Katie is talking to Matt, and Katie gives her the time and then goes back down, and everybody's very shocked that Sarah's there, and Victoria uh, encourages Katie to stick up for herself and go back and claim the rest of her time. She goes back. Sarah asks for some more time. Katie grants it to her begrudgingly uh, but still lurks very close by. She's definitely in 100% lurk mode, standing <laughs> in a fucking shadow, but like still kind of visible, kind of like a dead, like the dead girl in the background in some like uh, PG-13 horror movie. Then Katie goes and sits down. Sarah and Matt walk out. You can hear them uh, audibly making out. I think Katie maybe gets a little more time, and that's the end of the group date. Everybody's pissed. Victoria follows Sarah out starts giving her a piece of her mind and then Katie comes through, picks up the torch and uh, gives her a piece of her mind and Rachel gets the rose.
1: So one thing I want to mention is that, you know, a lot of girls on this group date because of this drama happening, didn't actually get to talk to him. And there are still girls in this group date. Anna, I know is one of them. There might actually be one other that haven't actually had a conversation with Matt at all up until this point, which is kind of crazy to me. So, you know, I definitely can see why Victoria and everybody else is so pissed at Sarah. But, you know, I actually think, and and I said this last episode, they're so, even when they're mad and angry and yelling at someone, they're still so nice about it.
0: You're right. I mean, Victoria, you know, in her own special way was trying you could tell that it was she was like it took every ounce of her self-control to like talk to Sarah the way she did and even then she was like a little condescending but she was still a little nicer than usual and I do I do agree with you I feel like Katie is is just direct but she's not mean And um, she shows a softer side a little bit later. Uh, Rachel and and Matt obviously like each other uh, very much.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're super into each other. I mean, Rachel is just breathtakingly beautiful. Like, she is so beautiful. And she's very cool. But I also feel like when she was talking to him, it seemed like she was trying to convince herself that she likes him. Does that make sense?
0: It totally makes sense. I didn't get that vibe, but I totally understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, like she kept saying stuff the way she was saying it, it could like it looked like in her face that so she didn't really believe what she was saying.
0: Well, she does have that super stoned look on her face which makes her like yeah. kind of goofy. She's got kind of like a squinty you know smile yeah but i feel like their chemistry was good matt was definitely feeling her though he's definitely feeling her matt does this thing i call the smile kiss where he opens his mouth in like a big shit shit eating grin and then just leans in with his mouth still in like the big open smile and then once his face touches the other face then it the kissing begins but he just goes in full full smile
1: oh yeah and he's i see what you mean now by the face the face eater He's, he is a face eater for sure.
0: I mean, for the record, the girls are small and he's big. So he does have sort of like a bigger face and mouth situation. So I feel mm. like his mouth is always going to like go over their lips, I guess. But uh, he, uh, he comes in chewing. I mean, he's, he's hungry the way he
1: kisses.
0: <laughs> he kisses two girls back to back. And I thought to myself, like, has, any, has there ever been like like a cold that, like, (laughs) ran through the whole thing, you know? Like, obviously, like, you know, everyone's, like, all pandemic-y now. But, like, back in the day when, like, they didn't care about any of that shit, I'm like... What if like the bachelor or the bachelorette got sick and then like makes out with all the people and then everybody gets sick and then some girls are sick and some aren't and they know like who like the bachelor made out with because like they're the ones that got sick. I don't know. I start, <laughs> <laughs> I start thinking about thinking about all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta have happened. I'm sure everyone like you know. One time someone brought must have brought like some bad catering in the house. I mean, I've never seen every episode, so for all I know, this actually has happened. But oh yeah, you know. As somebody who got uh, the neurovirus when I worked at Whole Foods, I just like because we got some like fucked up catering. Like I can just imagine. I don't even know that we got catering. I think we made it in house. But anyway, yeah, I can just see something like that, like spreading through like an entire set, you know, and everybody just being fucked for like a week. Please, no. So next up, we have uh, another date card. This date card is for Serena P. Yes. So Matt comes into the house to grab Serena P. I say comes into the house. He comes into the fucking whatever, the hotel lobby or whatever it is that they're hanging out. Mm -hmm. And tells Serena P uh, to give him five minutes. Because he wants to go check in on Sarah, he doesn't say that, but everybody seems to know that's what's going on. The women all very on edge about Sarah. Sarah hasn't come out uh, and shown her face since she crashed the group date the night before, so everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's tripping about that. Matt goes upstairs to Sarah's room and immediately flops down on the bed with her. Uh, they have like a nice uh, sort of bonding conversation. She's obviously happy to see him. They go and make out, and this little room that it seems like Sarah's always hiding in. I'm not exactly sure if that's like an attachment to her hotel room or like a common area. Uh, But after that, uh, he comes back down. The women are all of the women, including especially Serena P are visibly uh, disturbed by how long he just spent because it was a, it was a lot longer than five minutes, but then Matt flashes his smile and immediately everybody is, is titillated and forgets that they had, uh, Hmm. had any issues. Matt and Serena P. ride horses. She schools him on charcuterie boards, which he apparently knows nothing about.
1: Which is a sincere disappointment. Yeah, he
0: must have been living under a rock for the past five years. But, uh, you know, maybe he's a little more more hickey than we think. We find mm -hmm. out that Matt had a pet turtle. They take donkey selfies. Uh, Meanwhile, Sarah is still hiding uh, in her room while the girls talk shit about her. At the dinner portion, Serena looks uh, absolutely fabulous. They talk about previous relationships. They bond. They obviously have great chemistry. They end the date in a hot tub, and Matt's bathing suit has turtles on it.
1: Yeah, so a couple things about this date that really stood out to me was uh, Serena talking about his pet turtle and saying, Oh, you had a therapy turtle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was funny.
1: Dude. I love that. Dude, Serena P is so cool. She's like very down to earth. I think Matt even describes her as down to earth at some point. Because she is. She's just like, she's real. And I like that she's not, she says, I'm falling in like with him, right? That's like such a cute thing. That's the thing you say almost when you're in high school.
0: No, that was really cute. I was surprised she actually said that to him. It was like, she said it kind of, you know, in a in a confessional. And I was like, oh, that is cute. But then she ended up uh, telling him that she had told herself that earlier, which ended up actually being a cute moment.
2: I said earlier that I was like falling into like with you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, like, could see myself
1: moving forward, like, potentially falling in love with you.
2: Really? Which is
0: weird. Oh, wow. So, Serena P. Uh, is in a lovely white turtleneck at the beginning of this date and has paired it with a black and white uh, flannel shirt. And my man, Matt James, came through looking like a motherfucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich with just a massive, massive purple turtleneck and a soft brown buckskin jacket that looks like it's just made out of the most velvety peanut butter. I mean, my, man, my man's jacket was just a little too small, too. It's funny because like. I never really thought about like different ways you could like flex a jacket. And obviously he's getting to rock like lots of nice jackets because of the weather, you know, it's like perfect fall weather. So like turtleneck and a jacket, that's all you need. But this jacket, his other jackets have been much, much sort of, have been a little larger. This jacket almost looked a little too small, but the color combo was was definitely peanut butter and jelly.
1: <laughs> I literally wrote, how many turtlenecks did he pack for this trip?
0: <laughs> a lot. A lot, and I'm, but didn't they say? Doesn't the main person have style help? The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, oh, yeah. they get, they yeah. have like wardrobe and shit.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that is the case. He's probably got someone behind the scenes that's really digging the turtleneck look. But speaking of turtles, because you know turtles, I guess are a thing now. Turtlenecks, turtle pets, turtles on a swimsuit. Which shout out to my previous employer. His swimsuit is Vilbercan.
0: Damn, you're always is, spotting those.
1: I know. I know. And I looked it up online. It's a $280 swimsuit.
0: Wow. I bet Crazy. that was provided was provided to him by nah, uh, by ABC. Nah. You think he came through in his $300 bathing suit with some turtles on it? I guess he did. I guess he did. You know what did. I like
1: knowing? I Because like, he's from New York, I like knowing that he probably went to the store where I worked in New York City to buy it.
0: Well, that seems...
1: We've kind it's, of, we've been in the same room.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he's lived in this, this state, so, uh, you know, we've probably been in some other buildings that he's been in. I would say the chances of that are are pretty good. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny that they're worrying so much about his clothes, though, because whoever cut his hair fucked him up.
1: Oh, I know. Pobrecito.
0: Did you notice his hair was fucked? fucked and you know when they showed him at the rose ceremony i was like yo my man's looking like he needs a little bit of an edge up right now like i'm not you know i'm not gonna make a big deal out of it but like his edges could be tightened up and the next time they showed him the first thing i noticed was like oh they cut him like he's he's edged up he's looking better his his shit looked a little tighter overall i was like okay good but then i noticed on the group date particularly when he was you know sitting on the couch talking to rachel talking to katie they left it hella long on like the side back. It looked like he had a caterpillar behind his ear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was also like there were some like chunky parts that were like It's a terrible
0: fade. They just like cut out a chunk to allow his sideburn stubble to to spread its wings and fly. But otherwise, they just butchered the shit out of it.
1: I know. I felt bad.
0: Okay, I'm glad you noticed that, too. I mean, that means it's just official, and I'm not just being, like, snarky. Like, his shit was fucked.
1: Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I was like, is this Harris? I thought, like, oh, there was... Well, I'm glad that you mentioned, or at least you noticed, that... He had had a haircut because I remember there was a shot where he was like from behind and behind his ear, there was like a big chunk of hair missing. You could tell they tried to comb his hair over where the where it was missing. And I don't know if that's like maybe a weird balding spot, but it was just not a spot where men go bald. Well, he does have
0: some wavy. He does have some wavy hair in a way that I don't know, though. I mean, a good barber could hook his head up. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about that. So they clearly yeah. don't have a good barber at Nima Colon.
1: Nah. Nah. Not a good barber.
0: So the ladies, basically, on this, this, you know, he's having this super cute date with Serena P. Meanwhile, the women are back at the house, and they are just pissed. They are livid. They want to roast Sarah so bad. Uh, MJ, as an aggressor, uh, reveals herself. We didn't know that MJ was... was quite as tough as she portrayed but uh she's had it uh victoria says the best line of uh the entire episode which is
1: sometimes
2: you just let a bitch go (laughs) but
0: they're basically saying you know sarah's weak she can't handle it she's scared of them she's blah 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 they all want her to go and uh they are are making that very clear uh kylie is wrinkling her forehead and just Further, just jamming those those forehead wrinkles in. Basically, the women are upset that uh, Sarah's not coming out, so that they can yell at her. But Sarah does come down to find out who the uh, who will be going on the next group date. Is that correct? Yeah, she does come down. Everybody starts going at her. I can't remember, does Sarah try to... She does try to apologize, I guess, and I feel like they don't really give her a chance.
1: Well, yeah, and they all they want to do is yell at her, and all Sarah's doing is apologizing, you know? And they're just... They just they're not having it. They just want to keep expressing how annoyed they are.
0: So Sarah retreats to go cry some more, and uh, surprisingly, Katie, who was another person that was very annoyed by Sarah, extends the olive branch... Sarah cries and starts to uh, talk about her family situation with her father, who has ALS. Uh, Katie starts crying, too. Uh, It turns out that they do have, well, uh, Katie's dad is already dead, and she is upset about time that she didn't have with him because Katie had missed the opportunity to say goodbye to her father. Sarah, meanwhile, is freaking out that she uh, is running out of time with her dad. The two of them bond. Uh, The other girls are are quite stoked to find out from Katie that Sarah will be leaving. But Katie comes through and uh, spits some fucking realness at everybody and reminds everyone to remain classy.
1: I talked to Sarah this morning. okay. She realizes that this is not for her. She actually has a really big family thing as well that's looming over her. So she went home today. I want to remind everyone to stay classy in this process because we don't know our stories. So I did ask Sarah some important questions. You know, I wanted to know if she was leaving because of last night. What I don't want is for her to think she was bullied out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, she does have a connection with Matt, but ultimately she said she's doing what's best for her. This ends in an engagement, and if you're not ready for that, you do need to figure that out early, you know? And if that's how she feels, then it is best that she leaves.
0: Sarah goes and using typical sort of vague bachelor language uh, explains to Matt that uh, she will be leaving and of course she rats everybody out for being mean to her which I felt like she had an opportunity to not do that um, but she totally did even though she knew she was leaving she still wanted to stir things up a little bit Matt encourages her to stay but she still leaves Matt knows just what to say like he always does he walks her out And in the, in the car, she's leaving Sarah again, using totally just whatever bachelor vernacular says, he sees my heart. He sees, she keeps talking about how he sees her heart. What the fuck does that mean? You know? know, that's total bachelor speak. It makes no fucking sense.
1: I know. I don't know if it means something having to do with like, know my intentions is maybe what they're trying to say?
0: I'm sure it means something. <laughs> I mean, maybe I just missed it. She says something about I I know you see my heart or I mean, she says it in the conversation with Matt yeah, and she then does. goes she back to the like car. Twice. Yeah, and then talks about how he sees your heart. I've never said that to anyone ever. I don't think I ever will. No one's ever said it to me. I don't really know what it means, but in the bachelor world it sounds like you're saying exactly what you're supposed to say.
1: Well, they just say the word heart all the time. They do, and they do. In all forms, think, all
0: the senses.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I guard your heart or your heart is guarded or, you know, speak or have to go with my heart, you know, I have to follow my heart. Everything is about their heart, but I don't know. I don't think about my heart. I'm, I'm thinking about... I don't know, the tingles. I get the tingles in a silly place.
0: You're thinking about, you'd be thinking about your heart if you were a contestant on The Bachelor.
1: <sighs> yeah, I guess so. But I think it's so, it's just such a weird, to describe like feelings that you have for someone. It just feels weird to say heart, but I guess that is the right term.
0: Do you think they ever had anybody on the show with a sixth sense who could see dead hearts? I see dead hearts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to tell you, though, I, I got really caught up in this one. I was definitely feeling uh like... I mean, I was sad for the whole thing with Sarah, you know? It just was a very... The whole thing was very unfortunate. I really liked Katie coming through and showing herself to be uh, a boss-ass B. Um, yeah. What's up with Victoria's eye, though? She got a style on that thing? It looked like somebody bucked her oh, in the eye. Oh,
1: man, her eye's back. You know, I have to give it up to Victoria, though, because she's, you know, she's, she, she's got that eye thing. Like it's obvious girl. She looks, she, she looks in the mirror. She can see it. Everybody could see it. One of her
0: eyes was like red and extra puffy. Like I thought maybe she had like a, like a sty or something.
1: Well, yeah, probably. But what I kind of give her some, some credit for is she knows she looks like that and she's still going on national TV without makeup. Like, she literally gives zero fucks.
0: We didn't have a chance to talk about this because neither one of us had looked at it uh, at this point. But we did a little more... uh, You say you did look at her Instagram, yes? Or you never did?
1: I haven't looked at it, no. Man, that was your homework, dude. Oh, whoops. I can do it now.
0: Mm, Too late. (laughs) Um, Well, I looked at her Instagram a bunch. And she looks very different than she does on the show. I mean, obviously, her photo's are, are have, maybe having some uh, retouching done, but but just in general, I mean, she looks quite a bit better. And when you read articles about the whole uh, concept of whether or not she's not just there because the producers wanted her to be there, but that she's an actual producer plant, it I feel like one of the theories would be that like, she is literally just acting like She's not only, I mean, like the whole thing, it's not just the acting crazy. It's the, like the bad makeup and the like train wreck posture. And like, you know, she's just implying that the whole thing is an act.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could Maybe they are telling her like, no, go for a carefree look and don't wear any makeup just so that they can kind of sabotage her and create the narrative around her.
0: But she, I mean, she looks like a totally different person on, uh, on her Instagram. I mean, and again, I mean, look, I know it's Instagram, so it's not real life. And, you know, she is an influencer, I guess. She does have her own line of, you know, skincare products and shit that she is, uh, she's pushing. And she obviously has people taking pictures of her and retouching her photos, doing her hair and makeup, whatever. But I still was amazed at just how much better she looks, you know, like I said, like with the, the lighting that they've given her and just... But, I mean... You know that that wallpaper dress with the the she, her bra was visible in the front,
1: dude. I know,
0: she's a hot mess. I mean, I understand it poking out the back a little bit, but like it, it was sticking out in front in a way like when it really should not be. I'm not saying there was like some like cute cleavage and you saw like the upper lines of her bra. I'm talking about the weird bandeau top with like the bottom of her bra peeking out the bottom. I mean, it was just whack, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah man that's um that's just like I said, she just doesn't give a fuck like she literally doesn't care like she's just gonna do her Anna
0: is uh, giving me Julia Styles vibes, I think
1: a little bit. I was I trying can to see cause that. she's just got
0: the big toothy uh smile and I' was like, who does she look like and I don't know I, I decided it was Julia Styles, but just mostly in the um in the looks department one thing I want to circle back to uh, when you were talking about how nice um. How nice Matt was and his kind of, you know, knight in shining armor, damsel in distress thing. One thing he said that I thought was really genuine, because this is in agreement with you sort of implying that he like really wants to help everybody. And if he sees an opportunity, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It just hit me. What a fucking good dude he is. You know, he asked her, he said, what can I do? How can I help you? After she told him, you know, how bad things were with with her dad and stuff. I mean, he kind of made a promise to her that he was going to like help her through it. And I feel like he was like honoring that promise. And, you know, it was really smooth when he came back after spending that time with her and everybody was waiting and, you know, for for his date with, um, Serena P. He said like, yeah, you know, I just had to go do that. He's like, I've never done this before. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just trying to do the right thing, you know? Mm -hmm, So like, mm -hmm. He's just he really does seem like a good dude. I think he's more of a player than uh, you know, we're acting like. I mean, I think he he's he's not just like the super nice fucking guy like 24/7, but I do think he is a genuinely good uh, good person.
1: Yeah. No, I I definitely think so too and I mean, I think some of it is an act, but I also think most of it most of him is 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 really good. Um, And, you know, he was, I mean, I love that he said to her, he said to Sarah, you know, if I have to come here and reassure you every day, I will. I was like, damn, wow. Way to like make it known that she's like probably, to me, it felt like she was like the number one in his book when he said that.
0: I think he really liked her. And I think if she had been able to power through you know, that they could have had something, but I think, you know, based on what you were texting me, too, I mean, once we saw her break down, I had even wrote, you know, uh, that Sarah's cracks were starting to show, like, I wrote that, like, very early on, and, yeah, she just, she just wasn't, you know, she just wasn't wasn't right for the show, I guess, and wasn't right for for him. Not at this point in her life, uh, anyway. So yeah. she's really pretty, though, and she seemed cool. I liked her outfits; they were a little bit more like funky fresh than I thought they would be. So I was rooting for her. Obviously, the story with about her father is 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 touching, and you know, it's something that I can relate to as well. So uh, wishing her, wishing her the best, but you know, make way for these other ladies because they are ready to fight at this point.
1: Yeah, and um, that's pretty much what the the whole episode, right?
0: I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have written here is uh, "seize my heart" in quotations, and really caught up in this one. I just felt like when it was coming to an end, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like we're about to go do this podcast and shit. Like I was just really, I was like, "I'm really, <laughs> uh, I'm really like invested in this right now," you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought felt like there were a lot of ups and downs. I got so emotional when, you know, Katie and, and uh and Sarah were talking about their dads and That was beautiful. Like that.
0: I thought that was great.
1: That was that was probably to me so far in every and any season of Bachelor or Bachelorette, that was probably one of the most genuine like emotional moments I think I've ever witnessed
0: well Katie rolled that tear like not far into Sarah's you know sort of speech I guess if you want to call it that and she rolled that that single solitary tear and I was like oh shit like She's just an empath and she's feeling it. But then when it turned out that she had, you know, a personal connection to the story and, uh, you know, they both sort of cried together. And I love seeing enemies make peace. You know, I have a lot of hate, but I also have a lot of love, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love seeing
0: enemies. I love seeing enemies like squash the beef, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and... The, you know, I know you pointed out she talked to the girls and she said, let's keep this classy because you never know what someone's going through. As much as I agree with that statement and I'm proud of her for making that statement, let's not forget that Katie is the girl that showed up with the dildo day one.
2: She's well, talking about then we're talking about a classy. different.
0: We're talking about different kinds of classy. But yes, we we shouldn't forget the dildo and how goofy that was, and how she uh, she did knight that one girl, um, as you joked um, with it. I mean, she she carried it around all night, and that was a little extra. But I like I like Katie. Katie seems like a like a pretty real person. She's sassy, and she's not as like conventionally, quote-unquote, hot as some of the other women. So uh, I like her. I like that she's feisty, and uh, I hope she sticks around for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think she will. She'll be around. She's good people. She's good TV.
0: But in closing, we should say that they did tease... The arrival of five new women, which is just bananas. I mean, I understand that they want to bring somebody else in to replace Sarah because, like, keeping the numbers even or whatever. I I get it. And then maybe even tacking on an extra one. But five new women just to stir the pot? Like, I get it on Listen to Your Heart. You know, it's a fucking stupid show anyway, so you just might as well go balls in or balls deep or fucking balls to the walls. But, (laughs) um... But, yeah, this shit, what's why? Like, we don't need it. Because
1: the girls are getting along too well. That, That has to be it. You know, we said this from the beginning. The girls are just, they're getting along super well. And before, the one person that everybody was struggling with was sarah because victoria seems to be hunky-dory with everybody now right so now she's not the problem well but she also
0: i mean you could see that victoria relished the opportunity to shift the fucking to become you know not the most hated person in the house right right you know immediately once sarah became the villain victoria was like the champion of the people whereas she was (laughs) <laughs> the enemy of the people <laughs> last uh, last episode. And you know, Marilyn, as she was as she was leaving, did say there's something along the lines of there's plenty of other drama in the house, but you know, Victoria didn't talk about any of that. And I don't know yeah. what she was referring to, but there probably is a huh. little bit of but now that now that some of the true colors are coming out, we see how how fucking feisty MJ is. We see how feisty Kit is. you know like you called it that Kit was gonna be a brat, and I think we're gonna see some more. Uh, oh, yeah. Some more some more angst out of her. And MJ looks like she's just ready to hit a bitch as soon as she gets a chance. So <laughs> kind of thinking she's going to be stirring some drama up, too.
1: Even though there is some stuff among the girls, I feel like it's not anywhere where it needs to be to be like real, like drama, entertaining, typical bachelor stuff. So I think that's why they decided to bring in five. They needed to spark up and heat up some some rivalries. I think it's going to work, obviously, from the previews. It looks like there's lots of drama, so I'm here for it. Let's do
0: the the Tingly Twat and Biggest Boner Awards. Okay. All right, so first we will check in with the tingles. I
2: get the tingles
0: in a silly
1: place. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot what I wrote. Huh. <laughs> I
2: get the tingles in a silly place.
1: Okay, so the most tingly twat moment goes to... When he goes up to Sarah's hotel room to check in on her and he just lays on top of her. Yeah, that's the kind of weight you want to feel. That's the best. Being woken up by a sexy man laying on top of you.
0: Is that why everybody's getting weighted blankets now?
1: Yeah, it's like being like blanketed by a man.
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: Yeah, most boner.
0: Yeah, most, most boner. I was hard. The uh recipient of the most boner award is Serena P. She just looked like a goddamn snack at the dinner portion of their date and at one point she was really doing this kind of smiling thing. I guess they both they both kind of have smile moves and she did this smile thing where she kind of like bit her lip like just a little mm-hmm. bit. She like kind of like pressed her teeth into her lip and it moved a little. So that was my that was my most boner. That was Hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like we both kept it pretty uh, PG today.
0: Yeah, you know, it's hard doing it remote just because that's not what we're used to. Yeah. And I don't know, I get way too high before these things and I'm tired and I know you're tired and yeah. uh, I felt like this was a rather tame uh, selection, but that's okay. We don't have to be freak nasty every time. Freak nasty every time. Freak nasty every time. Nasty every time, nasty every
2: time.